We're back with some more college basketball action here for Wednesday, February 8th. Got a great slate of games on tap for tonight, so let's jump right into it. Now, we start today's show off in the Big East as Creighton takes on Seton Hall. Creighton comes into this game as the 17th overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. Seton Hall is the 45th overall team, and earlier in the season, my opinion on, on both these teams was certainly not very high. Um, but for what these two teams have done the past month and a half, month of the season, um, it's really hard to stop doubting them. I mean, obviously, Creighton enters this game on a six-game winning streak, really, since Cockburner has come back. It's been a team in Creighton that has just been playing some great great basketball but Shaheen Holloway has also got things turned around here at Seton Hall you know not the the best non-conference for him um, but overall they've been playing really really good as of late only one loss in their last eight games um, and overall yeah Seton Hall has struggled a bit shooting the basketball this season they're not a great team on the offensive side of things only a 49.1 effective field goal percentage on the season and they're all hitting 32.1 percent from beyond the arc but Alamari's Dades has been a good shot scorer for this Seton Hall team dropping 12 points per game for him um, but offensively Creighton is certainly going to have the advantage here in this one um, have just done a jo better job shooting the basketball 54 effective field goal percentage for them on the season they're also hitting 34.6 percent from beyond the arc obviously Ryan Cockburner has been a star shooter for this Creighton team all season long 15.2 points per game for him um, but the reason I like Seton Hall in this game um, and really the reason Seton Hall has done so good winning basketball games as of late is going to be on the defensive side of things now don't get me wrong Creighton's also a strong defensive team I mean Creighton is 16th in defensive efficiency Seton Hall is 14th in defensive efficiency um, but what Shaheen Holloway has done on the defensive side of things has been very remarkable this season only giving up a 45.8 effective field goal percentage of the season Creighton giving up a 47.1 effective field goal percentage and Seton Hall has held their opponents to 29.1 percent from beyond the arc they have the 14th best perimeter defense in the entire nation this season creighton has struggled a bit more from there giving up 33.4 percent from beyond the arc 151st in the country in that category another thing that seton hall has also been very good at on the defensive side of the ball is the turnovers they are forcing turnovers on 20.9 percent of their opponent's possessions the 58th best team in the country and the 20 year that creighton has really struggled only forcing turnovers on 15.3 percent of their opponent's possessions with how seton hall has played at home and yeah they've struggled a bit against some better opponents i mean they lost to creighton by almost 20 points in their first meeting uh, but creighton going across the country to play seton hall in this game it's a seton hall team that has improved a lot since these two teams first met a month and a half ago i think shaheen holloway and seton hall keeps it close taking them plus three and a half here against creighton now, the next game we'll take a look at here on Wednesday is Wofford taking on Western Carolina. Western Carolina comes into this game as the 271st overall team in the high tibet power ranking. Wofford is the 160th overall team. And, you know, neither one of these teams have been great in SoCon play this season. Western Carolina actually has the slightly better record, which I was a bit surprised to see. Um, six and six overall on the year. Wofford um, falling to five and seven with their loss against Furman in their last game. And, and overall, all, Western Carolina has by no means been a bad team. I mean, they got the win over this Wofford team at home in the first meeting at five point victory in that game. And they're not a great shooting team by any means, but they're not leaps and bounds worse than Wofford. You know, Western Carolina, 48.8 effective field goal percentage and 32.6% 
from beyond the arc. Tyson Clade has been a good scorer for this Western Carolina team, leads them with 15.4 points per game. He's also their lead rebounder with 8.5 rebounds per game, really has been a star um, all season long for this Western Carolina team. But Wofford, sure, you, you got to give them something. They have been probably a slightly better shooting team this season, a 51.8 effective field goal percentage, but have actually been slightly worse from the perimeter, only hitting 32.3% from beyond the arc. Now, obviously, they make up for a lot in the paint. BJ Mack is, is big presence down there, um, and they got a lot of big guys who can you know make, do some damage down low for this Wofford team. Um, but overall, Western Carolina getting six points in this game, even on the road, is just a bit baffling to me, considering how bad the Wofford defense has been this season. I mean, their shot defense has really just been absolutely horrendous, giving up a 54.8 effective field goal percentage on the season. Western Carolina only allowing a 52 effective field goal percentage. Um, Perimeter-wise, Wofford's been a slightly better team, only giving up 34%. Western Carolina not far behind, though. 35.2% from beyond the arc is what they're doing to their opponents. And I think the key for Western Carolina to keep this game close, similar to what we saw in the first matchup, is going to be to push tempo because, albeit Wofford plays a very slow style of basketball in comparison, 60 or they're 275th in the country um, as far as adjusted tempo goes. Western Carolina, the 136th fastest team in the country. I think Western Carolina capitalizes on that and, and does similar game plan wise to what they did in the first one. I think they're able to keep this game close on the road taking Western Carolina plus six here against Wofford. Now we head to the A-10 for the next game on today's card. We got LaSalle taking on St. Bonaventure. LaSalle comes into this game as the 207th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. St. Bonaventure is the 120th overall team. And, you know, overall, Fran Dumphy coming into LaSalle in, in hopes of turning this thing around. Um certainly hasn't been off to a great start i mean they do come into this game on back-to-back -back wins over george washington and st joe's but it's still a team in LaSalle whose best win on the entire season came against Penn um earlier in the year took overtime for that game and overall here in a10 play they've kind of struggled only four and six overall this season st bonaventure on the other hand while they've had some ups and downs this season they've looked good here the past few weeks into this game on a three-game winning streak and including a couple of impressive wins you know at the road are on the road against VCU, a win over Richmond, got the win over Dayton as well, um, really have been cooking some things up. And offensively, St. Bonaventure, while they're not a great shooting team, have certainly been the better shooting team in this matchup, 48.8 effective field goal percentage. And they've been really good from the perimeter, hitting 35.4% from beyond the arc dale banks the third um has really been a great shot scorer for the st bonaventure team 15.4 points per game for him and lasalle on the other hand has had some struggles shooting the basketball this season haven't been all great <laughs> you know only a 47 effective field goal percentage on the season and they're only hitting a 33.3 percent from beyond the arc um defensively though even with how you know <laughs> the the advantage bonaventure has on the offensive side of things the defense is where i really think they're going to show up and show off in this game um, St. Bonaventure defensively this season has been very, very strong, especially their shot defense has been great. A 47.7 effective field goal percentage is all they're giving up. They're also only allowing 27.7% um, from beyond the arc. They have the sixth best three-point defense in the entire country, really have been very, very strong there. LaSalle, 
not nearly as good only a 50.8 effective field goal percentage is what they're giving to their opponents also giving up 36 percent from beyond the arc overall it's just a lasalle team that while they've got some wins over some lesser opponents this season have really struggled when they've taken those steps up in competition and you know saint bonaventure while we've seen them you know play some duds of games no doubt this season i mean the, the rhode island game comes to mind the loyola chicago game a few weeks ago um but they've been playing very very good after a couple of very very solid wins going home here in this one i think it's a game against lasalle that they should win very handedly taking st bonaventure minus six and a half here against lasalle now before we get into the second half of today's show if you haven't already checked out the website head over to hottipbets.com got college basketball nba nhl nfl ufc and horse racing picks being posted up on the site every single day so make sure you don't miss out on any of that also, follow the Hot to Bits mini account at Hot to Bits on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal account at Hot to Bits Chris. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all of that content. Um, and also follow me on BetStamp where you can get early access to all of the picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, for watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for Wednesday's card. And let's get into these final games. Now we head to the SEC for the next game on today's card. We got Tennessee taking on Vanderbilt. Tennessee comes into this game as the second overall team in the hot to bit power ranking. Vanderbilt is the 82nd overall team. And obviously Tennessee has been playing great basketball um, here this season. Have you know been a very, very strong team. If there's any weak spot, it's on the offensive side of things, but but even that hasn't been terrible. Vanderbilt on the other side of things has, you know, had some struggles, have definitely, you know, picked off a few lesser teams um, in the SEC, you know, South Carolina, Georgia, Ole Miss. Even Arkansas, I guess you could kind of throw into that group. You know, the wins they have make sense as wins that Vanderbilt should have this season. But um, shooting-wise and offensively, you know, Vanderbilt hasn't been great either. Only a 48.4 effective field goal percentage, only hitting 32.1% from beyond the arc. Very similar to what Tennessee has done shooting-wise. 49.4 effective field goal percentage for Tennessee, hitting 32.3% from beyond the arc. But one thing that Tennessee has done well offensively that has really boosted up some of their other areas is the rebounding. They're one of the best. Best offensive rebounding teams in the entire nation pulling down 37.9% off the offensive class the third best team in the country in that category Vanderbilt well not a bad offensive rebounding team certainly not up there with the level of Tennessee pulling down 31.9% off the offensive glass but no need to really harp on offense too long for either one of these teams because the advantage for Tennessee is obviously on the defensive side of teams the number one team in the nation in defensive efficiency coming into this game um, and and then for good reason. I mean, they have the number one shot defense in the entire country, only giving up a 39 effective field goal percentage, an absolutely insane number. Number one in that category compared to Vanderbilt, who's giving up 49.8 um, effective field goal percentage. And Tennessee's also only giving up 21.9% from beyond the arc. An absolutely outrageous number. <laughs> Vanderbilt giving up 32.6% from beyond the arc. And if the defense alone, shot-wise, isn't enough to sell you on this Tennessee team, they've also done a great job forcing turnovers, forcing turnovers on 24% of their opponent's possessions the 10th best team in the nation um, while Vanderbilt only forcing turnovers on 15.7% of their opponent's possessions 330th in the nation in that category and obviously when you're a nine and a half point favorite you know some of those stat 
stat lines are, are going to be outlandish like that in Tennessee's favor. But it's a Tennessee team that, despite maybe not winning every game huge this season, um, has definitely shown up in spots. And I think this is one spot where they're going to be looking to, to go out and, and perform. You know, they beat Vanderbilt by nine points in the first meeting at home um, and you know going up against you know their in-state rival here against Vanderbilt I think it's a team that Rick Barnes is definitely gonna have his team ready to go and defensively I just think they have such an advantage in this game um, and I think they put it on full display here taking Tennessee minus nine and a half here against Vanderbilt we finish out today's show in the Big 12 as Texas Tech takes on Oklahoma State. Texas Tech comes into this game as the 24th overall team in the high tippet power ranking. Oklahoma State is the 31st overall team. And, you know, it was a Texas Tech team that last year, first year under Mark Adams, um, really outperformed any of the expectations I had, you know, a team that he had to completely rebuild and he had them looking great, but then he had to go do that exact same thing again, had to rebuild this Texas tech team pretty much from the ground up this past off season. And let's just say it hasn't gone nearly as well. One in nine here in big 12 play. I mean, technically have won two of their last three games over LSU and, o and Iowa state. Um, you know, it took overtime against Iowa state just to get their first big 12 win of the season. Um, and overall on paper, it's not a Texas tech team that looks Looks terrible um, they certainly have not been performing great Oklahoma Stadium on the other hand while they struggled a little bit early in conference play have really picked things up and have looked like a much better team as of late winning five of their last six games um, offensively speaking Texas Tech probably has done a slightly better job just shooting the ball this season a 52.7 effective field goal percentage for them on the season they're hitting 33.8 percent from beyond the arc, but overall, Oklahoma State not far behind them. A 50.2 effective field goal percentage of the season and hitting 32.7% from beyond the arc. Khalil Boone has been a great shot scorer for this Oklahoma State team, 12.2 points per game for him. Um, but no need to harp on you know the offense too much. Oklahoma State is just the far superior team defensively, and it's really what has you know propelled them um, into what they are here in the Big 12 this season. Um, defensively coming to this game, seventh in defensive efficiency. Texas Tech 66th on the season, but the Oklahoma State shot defense has just been absolutely remarkable, only giving up a 43.5 effective field goal percentage on the season, while Texas Tech is allowing a 49.2. Oklahoma State has also held their opponents to 29.4% from beyond the arc, Texas Tech allowing 33.1. And overall, it's a Texas Tech team that we've just continued to see struggle, um, have just not looked like near the team they were a season ago. And it's an Oklahoma State team that, you know, coming off the win against TCU on Saturday, continues to improve, continues to look good and it's an Oklahoma State team that I really like where they're at right now taking them minus five and a half here against Texas Tech.